Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus episode this week i don't even know anymore Hello and welcome back to another episode of DC Alliance. Of course, I'm your host Clay, and with me, like always, uh, finding new troubles with a new dog is uh, Travis. Travis, how you doing tonight, man? Pretty good, Clay. Uh, like you said, or just at the tease there, uh, I have a new dog, and he's upstairs weaning right now because we're downstairs podcasting, and my girlfriend's at volleyball, so. Uh, uh, I guess he can't be perfect. I thought he might be the perfect dog, but you know he loves attention, so uh, I'm okay with you, that because we got some saw, fun DC. You saw Flynn right before we started recording. Dogs, I love them to death. I love Flynn to death. But you saw him; he just jumped right in my lap and just started to sniff this microphone. He loves it in here. He knows this is my workspace, and he wants to be in here all the freaking time. But the only way for me to really like get him out is when I when I said to go get a treat. What he does is he'll wait in his crate, and I drop pieces of a tree all around the apartment, and, and he has to find go, them. He has to go hunt for it. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, so, like, it's it's what the what the vet has told me, and what dog training has told me is that like it stimulates the brain if you like have them uh, 
sniff uh, for like more than 30 minutes or so. So if you hide it good enough, he's going to be trying to sniff that last piece or whatever. It's actually going to be really, really good. And actually, this goes into one of the topics, one of our questions, actually. We will get to it eventually. So now I see you in there in the comment section. We will get to it, I promise. Uh, Donovan says, I thought a, I thought a Gotham Knights CW show was happening. What the hell is going on? It's like well, Oprah with the Gotham Knights. You get a show. You get a movie. Donovan, we're going to jump right into that discussion right after we do our network plugs. So, of course, DC Alliance is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. What that means is that we are a part of a big podcasting family. Eight shows across seven days a week on a weekly and bi-weekly status. Of course, uh, schedule, status, same thing. Uh on our bi-weekly schedule, we have a slice of film with Katie, Mark, and Sarah. They're, uh, they're going to be coming back in April, and they're going to have a get-to-know-the-host type of episode uh, to start off with, and then they're going to start reviewing movies afterward. Of course, you have uh, World's Finest True Believers and Ranger Alliance on Mondays. Then you have, of course, a walk through the multiverse on Saturdays. Our weekly schedules uh, shows is DC Alliance, Superhero Discussions, Star Wars Alliance, and Marvel Alliance. DC, Star Wars, and Marvel all have their own solo feed. So if you would like to listen to those separately, you can always do so. And then, of course, we are a ad-supported network as well as a listener-supported network. You can easily donate $1 a month to say thank you, or you can give... $5 a month to give exclusive access to a plethora of shows this year. We have been doing a shit ton of Patreon content. Uh, April is coming up, which means that uh, the discussion with myself, Joe, and Jake on modernizing the classic Mighty Morphin Power Ranger costumes is going to be coming up pretty soon. So that is going to be a very fun discussion. Uh, I know that you are doing top fives, Travis. And then, of course, uh, I might Brent. Have to, depending on when you're recording that, I might have to get in on that discussion. Well, the, the, the way I pitched it to Jake and to Joe is as much as people like to dog on the uh, TV movie of like Captain America and Spider-Man okay. back in the 70s, Look what it's evolved to in the MCU. Like that costume compared to what it is, if you look at it, Super Sentai started in the 70s and 80s. So it's been around the exact same amount of time as like the same kind of latex spandex of Captain America and Spider-Man. And look what they're using now. It can be done. And I think it's a really cool discussion. I want to kind of see what we can come up with. You're looking um, at the guy who enjoyed 2017 Power Rangers costumes. Like I didn't, I liked those. I didn't hate those. So I, I but I'm also big for nostalgia. So I would love to. Joe like, is actually in the chat going yeah. a little meta here. He's like, we actually have to kind of schedule that sooner rather than later. I got a con to go through in April. So let's go ahead and start doing that, Joe. Uh, I'll hit you and Jake up to see when we can schedule that. Of course, uh, like I said, with all the Patreon content, $5 gives you that exclusive access as well as ad-free shows. To also get an ad-free show, you can always be here live every Monday at, well, this one's a little early, uh, at 
uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we are usually live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, every single Monday. Uh, of course, uh, we will have ads in this show. Otherwise, we will warn you. Uh, we don't choose these ads. We don't choose how many times they repeat themselves, if they do. And we don't choose the volume. So we will go ahead and warn you so you can turn that down just a little bit. And then, of course, everything will be fine and dandy. So with that, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go down the list of what we made here in the show notes, because the Gotham Knights story is actually going to be second on the list. Uh, first one up, though, is the well second on the list as far as like the 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 HBO Max content movie and all that stuff. First thing we're going to talk about is the box office updates. Now, Travis. What do you got for me? How well is the Batman still doing? Doing well, Clay, despite China closing a third of its... I think it either closed a third of its uh, theaters or a third of its theaters are are open. One of those two. But uh, besides that, it's still doing uh, well. It's... Crashed 600 million. Um, there was an update a little while ago from Katish Panda. We got close to that from uh, Luis Fernando. Uh, he said it was uh, 598.1. So uh, it's a beating Iron Man 585, which I find that hilarious. Put in when that movie came out in 2008, but yeah. it's going great. Uh, it's about to crash 600 million globally. So 800 to 850 is now the safe projections that we're making, which I think you said 750, I said eight. Uh, when we were giving our yeah is 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 what that's the projection we got it looks like it could end anywhere between eight and nine yeah um and like i said uh the success of any of these movies is good for every single uh studio that is within this genre that means that we will continue to get superhero films throughout so yeah. i may again may not have liked the movie but it is going to do great for the genre also uh, nice to see that with a pandemic as well. And plus, this is the first, I think this is the first really successful movie, um, I think besides Disney, like besides something Disney's put out in quite a while. I know yeah. like that Sonic and all that, I'm just talking about superhero style that isn't from Disney. So pretty, pretty cool about that. Just It's nice to see us getting out of the pandemic and getting, like I was shocked going to the grocery store the last couple of days. We lifted the mandates. Yeah. And the first couple of days, it was, a scatter one or two people weren't wearing masks. Now, Clay, it's a scatter one or two people are wearing masks. It's free for all. Yeah, it's it's still a little weird here. I will uh, still wear a mask in certain places. Um, if I'm comfortable, like anywhere that's like close to my apartment, I know very well. And so I'm like, okay, if, if I'm going in there quick, do whatever. But if there if there's an off day that I'm just not feeling it, I will always put a mask on. Um, I went ahead and bought some uh, K95 masks. I have some uh, right next to my uh, door. When I leave the apartment, I have some in my car in case I forget the ones from home. Like I, I was able to, (laughs) I got myself covered, man. Uh, And then especially now, like I have like, I have an eye exam tomorrow. They require that everybody wears masks. So it's like, okay, like even if I don't wear a mask everywhere else, there is specific places that you do still have to like mandated hey we're gonna put this mandate here that you have to wear a mask which is nice if you can get a box too it's nice just to have them in case this comes around again because let's not try and pretend listeners that 
boxes of masks weren't going for like hundreds of dollars on eBay Jesus because think, like toilet paper was the thing here that went like I oh no I, oh my god we're not going to wipe, wipe our bum <laughs> we're not going to wipe our bums this is like it's the end of the apocalypse here I, I couldn't believe why it. you invest in a bidet. Um, there you go. I mean, I won't be able to. I mean, I guess I could invest one in the apartment, but I just feel like that's a waste. No, but that's going too far. I think. Let's go ahead and move towards our bigger topics of tonight. Of course, that being a lot of DCEU slash like just movie news. Because, like Donovan said, I thought there was a Gotham Knights show. Well. We did hear something about a movie, and we will talk about it right after this, because I think some of the funniest and best news for me is the uh, first topic we're going to be talking about. Blue Beetle has had several castings come up. Um, we have uh, George Lopez, uh, Adriana Bar Barraza, uh, let's see here, El PD, uh, let me see if I can pronounce this right. It's been a while since I've used my accent. Uh, Alpida Correo. Thank you and, for taking the lead on this, by the way. And <laughs> Damien Alcazar have joined the cast of Blue Beetle, DC Films, and Warner Brothers. First superhero movie starring a Latino character. Uh, of course, Sholo. Uh, I always forget the last name. It's uh, Mari Mariana. Uh, no, that's uh, not. I it. think that's close. It's uh, M A R I D U E N A. Yeah, yeah. With the little tilde on the end. Uh, yeah. Is set to star, of course, in the role of Jaime Reyes. So George Lopez is set to play the role of his uncle. I saw George Lopez, and I was like, "Is he going to be playing the father? That's going to be a little weird. I don't know how I feel about it." Um, but I, I love George Lopez. Now I will say this, George has had a lot of controversial things said about him in the past few years. A lot of people just don't understand his comedy. There's a lot of off the cuff things he said, he says, I know him as part of the Latin Kings of comedy. Um, I grew up with him as a big comedian. Uh, oh, Brent says, I'll listen tomorrow. Uh, uh, to the rest, watching Jessica Jones, but I just want to say, of course, Clay is rocking Spider-Man. Um, I will say, um, I think it's become a thing because I was wearing a DC shirt today, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put this on just for the YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and just wear this. Uh, Hi, Brent. <laughs> and Hi, then Brent says, man likes Marvel more than I do. Um, I don't know about that, Brent. Um, I, I can't re-watch re the Marvel shows as, as much as you do. But uh, George Lopez is playing the role of Uncle Rudy. Um, Barraza is playing Nana. Corillo is playing. Uh, uh, that is Roquillo. And Alcazar is playing Alberto. The four round out to the rest of the Reyes family, which includes uh, Belisa Escobedo, who plays. Uh, Melargo. Um, and of course, we have the link here. Of course, guys, if you want to check it out yourselves, it was uh, via the rap that broke this story. Um, like I said, I'm very excited about George Lopez being a part of this film because uh, 
if people don't know who Blue Beetle is, but they do know that it's a Latin superhero, how are you going to get those Latin, those that Latin community in those seats? You bring in somebody big, you know, Antonio Banderas, you know, you get some hike, you get, of course, somebody like George Lopez. And if this is any indication, hopefully, because I will say this, George Lopez has been in some dramas. He does. He can act like he, yes, he he's act. not he's not all about just being funny all the damn time, but he can be. I think that I hope this is a happy medium. I hope that we can get some of that like good family drama, like serious moments. But I also want to laugh my ass off because it's George Lopez, you know? So I am okay on whatever direction they take this, but I am super excited to see this cast really blowing up. Clay, I'm right there with you. I really enjoy George Lopez, honestly. I did enjoy his talk show as well. It sucks that once they brought Conan in, that he was really good guy with that too. Very like, like flexible with that. Uh, he ended up losing his show eventually like because of the time slot. But he's very funny. I've seen it in some shows. He was in a DC animated project too. I'm not sure which one right now. It was one of the new 52, I think. Uh, just like a funny thing. I really think he can be like uh, the uncle that is funny but can get serious and give him some wisdom at a point when yeah. he might need it. I really think he can play it. Like you said, he can do uh, dramatic roles. And what's really cool about the whole thing was just to, uh, just to hear the director talk about it and like just wanting to have uh, Latin community represented like that. But also, like you said, bring in a big star like George Lopez that will bring in other people. And he's also uh, blazed that trail for the uh, uh Cobra Kai, the guy who's playing Blue Beetle, uh, he uh, George Lopez helped blaze that trail for him. So it's just nice to see him get a little reward. And also, people like you said will not identify. Oh, George Lopez, I'll go check this out anyway. And you'll get some people like that. I just, I think it's a good casting too. I, I'm interested to see what they do with the whole family uh, aspect of this because it's obviously going to play big for him. Uh, I just wonder how much time they'll get and. I just hope they nail it because I think they will just from hearing the director and what he's thinking about it. So <laughs> Charlie is saying George Lopez Black Beetle. Of course, uh, if people don't know, um, currently in comics, uh, the comic book Blue and Gold with Blue Beetle Ted Cord and Booster Gold, um, they are telling a story right now with Black Beetle. So very, very cool there. Um, overall, super excited about this. Uh, but let's go on to some of, like we said, Donovan's question and everything else. I have the article up right here. Gotham Knights, the movie. So what is this all about? I was questioning this as well. What in the hell is going on? Well, we heard rumors last year, maybe even the tail end of 2020, that a Red Hood movie could possibly be in the works in HBO Max. We also have heard maybe there might be a Deathstroke movie working uh, in the works at HBO Max. And then, of course, Batgirl is filming and also, like, starting its post-production. So it's like, okay, what is going on? Well, Gotham Knights seems to be 
something that could possibly be set in the DCEU because of Batgirl. Batgirl is the one that has taken the foothold of like, hey, I'm going to start here. Even though, like we said, Red Hood was rumored, Deathstroke was rumored. Well, it only makes sense if Batgirl is in the DCEU and she is in another movie, that movie must be in the DCEU, correct? Oh, yeah. That's how my knowledge works. So I don't know about anybody else. I would assume that would be the same thing. Well, this movie would take place with a, uh, let's see here, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. The movie will start with the death of a prominent Batman villain. And the team has to figure out who killed the villain uh, with the primary villain isn't known. Deathstroke will act as an enforcer and have a few run-ins with the team as they investigate the mystery of the villain's death. So, it says right here, Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood. We have had discussions about Nightwing before because we still think that Dylan O'Brien is possibly still the front runner to get that role in Batgirl and possibly other movies within the DCEU. We I'm also sorry, know Joe made me laugh. <laughs> what is he saying? What is he saying? Hold on. Death of the Condiment <laughs> King. I mean, he's a prominent Batman a villain. Really I guess. stretching prominence. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So I I want to ask you, how do you feel? Because because if we get if we get Nightwing in Batgirl, I genuinely feel that a um, a flashback or two could easily explain who Nightwing is, that he was a Robin before, and everything else. Can you do that twice with a Red Hood? Can you just throw away, oh yeah, this is a flashback here, I was Robin, now I'm Red Hood. Like, because my thing is this, is, this is part of the discussion that I wanted to have with you. We as comic book fans, we as DC fans, Marvel fans even, we can know about a character, see it on screen, and we know all about this. I know that the Batman kind of tested the waters of like, oh, he's in year two. They don't need to explain anything. I felt like they probably should have explained some things within that world, but it still worked, right? Can you do the same thing with the Robins? Can you sidestep the origin story for the general audience and just say, hey, these are other heroes that Batman once trained. You know what, Clay? I'm going to give you my thoughts after we take our first ad break. You're right. This can actually take a while. So let's go ahead and jump into the ad break right now. Of course, guys, we do not choose these ads. We don't choose how many times they repeat themselves, if they do. And we don't... Uh, wait, did I already see the volume? I did. Anyway, we'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back. So, what do you think? I think it can be done. I think that um, the popularity of the video game will go a long way to helping some general audience people uh, know who it is. Uh, Not only just uh, people who play the game but people watch people playing games don't don't even get me started on that i don't know how that consumes time if you do that sorry more power to you but i i don't understand that but that's a way to uh prop them up i i feel like it's hard uh, clay uh to do that with both robins like because because here, here's here's another big thing when it comes to the stories of nightwing and red hood Yes, they were both Robin, but they had completely different upbringings. Jason died. Like, can you just throw that line away? Oh, I was Robin. I died. Now I'm Red Hood. Like, how does it all work? How, how, and, and this, well, this actually goes into a question that, uh, Travis Snell had uh, on our post this evening or this morning. Um, he says here, uh, he says this is a two-parter question. First, if we got a Red Hood film to set this up, talking about Gotham Knights, uh, would it be primarily from Jason's point of view, alluding or showing a few flashbacks from his time with Bruce, or would it be uh a two-hander with Keaton and a younger actor doing the adaptation, likely some de-aging and whatnot. Uh, He also says, also, how would they handle his death? Would they choose a new villain considering Keaton's Joker is dead? Or would they shift to another villain? Or would they do some multiverse mumbo-jumbo to resurrect Jack's Joker, make a new actor Joker, etc.? 
So your thoughts first, and then I will share mine. There's a lot to unpack here, first of all. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a couple questions. Uh, I, like I said, I, I feel like you need to know what you're doing with Nightwing um, and your plans with Keaton overall, how long is he staying? Um, I, I feel like it's hard to, if you're going to do Nightwing and a Red Hood, essentially you're going to do the same thing where you like give us a fast forward of their history before they get became Nightwing and became Red Hood. Are you going to tell us their Robin story into that for both of them? Like you said, they both have very different, not only Robin stories, but backstories. So I, I don't know how you do it and just show like a fat flash forward. I think the way Snell's doing it here, I think that could be done, especially if you have him as Red Hood, but like stuff jogging his memory going along as he goes along through this adventure. Maybe he's not, maybe he doesn't have his memories a hundred percent. Maybe you could do something along those lines. I think it's, uh, I would probably do Keaton. I would do the flashbacks, a couple flashbacks of Keaton and a younger person as Robin too. Like, you could do the similar flashbacks that you see in, like Joe saying there, the Red Hood movie. So Red Hood, he says, adapt Red Hood, Lost Days Mini. I will say this is probably one of my favorite Red Hood stories. It is basically the days after he is resurrected um, and kind of into the months and like finding out that, you know, because the big, the big revelation of the story of, under the red hood is Joker still alive. What the hell, Bruce? Like, why didn't you kill him after he killed me? Uh, spoilers, I guess. Um, <laughs> and his, this is him kind of finding out like, okay, I'm alive. I'm going to be doing all this other stuff. And then he finds out Joker is still alive. Um, that is a very interesting story, which I would be okay with seeing adapted. Same as the red hood story under the red hood. I would be the same thing, although the people that criticize Batman for killing would probably like orgasm to death uh, when he says that speech about not killing to Red Hood. Well, <laughs> and, here, and here's kind of a another conversation that I am seeing a lot on Twitter lately um, because it's also had like a lot of talk with Superman, people still talking about it with the Batman and Batman in general. Do we need to see direct adaptations of stories in movies? Or can you like because this this also brings up the conversation of like having your own story and and kind of you know same thing of how this Gotham Knights would be. You're just throwing characters in there and making your own story. The only problem with that is you miss out on a great story of how Batman lost when he lost jason todd as robin that fundamentally changed him as a character and i think that's a very important part of his story to eventually get that of a tim drake and how he then takes on damien and all of that you know because damien again becomes like a kind of shithead type of character that is very reminiscent of that of a Jason Todd when he first is introduced. Snell says, I die seeing Keaton tried to give the no kill rule. <laughs> of course he would. Of course Com Snell completely would. disregard the the uh, dynamite I gave that client at one time, among so, other so, things. So here's here's my answer to everything that Snell was asking. 
First, the big question. How are they going to figure everything out post-Flash? Here's the thing. I think 89 and Returns are going to be semi-glossed. And every moment that Keaton had killed, they're going to act like it never happened. They're going to they're going to they're going to act as though this Batman has never killed before. That you know, the thing that I won't like about that is that's going out of your way to appease another vocal minority that's screaming about something as well. Uh, it is, I, but it's it is the loudest. Oh yeah. And Clay, to, to your every adaptation week, every to, week we see a conversation about Batman killing. To your adaptation point, I, I think that they need to be upfront with the audience. Like you can't do, for example, I'm gonna give you a couple two examples for from the CW. You don't tell people and build for people four months in between five months in between your shows. We're doing flashpoint. Holy crap, we're doing flashpoint. Like we're doing flashpoint, guys. Like we're do, the the greatest flashpoint we're doing it like wouldn't stop having having uh grant gustin talk about it the executive producers even like iris the actress for iris then we're talking about it. we're doing flashpoint very excited you give us for one episode and then you go on thinking it's super, supergirl versus the elite oh we're adapting superman versus the elite oh oh be up front say you're taking some stuff from it just say you're paying homage to it well don't say M- that muskitty has said before that this is a completely new take on the story of Flash. Perfect. That's all I want to see they, here, right? That's all but, I need to hear. But Flashpoint is still Flashpoint. So again, they're going to reboot. They're going to change things so that way it fits their narrative in the way they're going to be telling stories from here on out. But also, they're going to want to say, okay, what's the one thing people hated about Ben Affleck's Batman? The one DCEU Batman that we got. Oh, he killed people. Okay. Well, we're going to bring Keaton, but he's never killed anybody before. Okay. They're going to put that in there. It's just going to happen. Like, it's it's You're unfortunate. Probably right. They're probably But right. it's going to happen. I, I will hold judgment until I see the Flash, but the, I I know that Keaton's going to be Batman. I'm just talking about the whole like, now, classic the over idea. his killing parts. Because you, the worst thing is you're robbing the, the world of that smiling gif that he does after he gives the t- dynamite to the uh, clown. Uh, that that goes around on Twitter all the time for me of his Batman with a big smile. Joe says, maybe Keaton's Batman Ooh. isn't from the 89 universe. Maybe he's from a similar universe. That's a good point, Joe. That's a good point. Now... To answer some of Snell's other questions here, are they going to bring back Jack's Joker? I don't think so. As much because, I mean, he freaking threw a fit when Heath Ledger was named Joker back in 2008. Like, and I mean, surprisingly, I didn't hear him throw a fit when Jared Leto was casted or when Joaquin Phoenix was casted. I think he's long done being the Joker. I'm sorry. Oh um, yeah, I think I think that he gets you, money for every one of those movies anyway, Clay, a percentage or two. So I don't think he really. I I, I think what you do is I think that you throw in a new actor. Um, again, you can play around with time because of Flashpoint. You can make this new Joker a younger Joker Could to make it have fit. It- Oh, go ahead. Could you have it for Joe, like what Joe's saying, from a different a Batman from different Earth, 
like this Keaton, but from not from the earth that we saw from Returns and the first Batman. 89, yeah. And and have a Joker like I'll just throw you out there for a cool DC Easter egg. I know a legacy casting, Mark Hamill. Do you think he could do it, or is that taken away? Because his voice might distract. I feel like his voice I, may distract. I, I don't. I don't think Keaton. I mean, I technically Mark Hamill played a version of the Joker in CW's The Flash, uh, but I don't think that would do. Uh, yeah, I, I was just. Curious. I, I think it would. I think it would be a little too distracting, a little too meta. Um, I think you just throw in a new actor um, because the DCEU hopefully we'll move on past Keaton and everything that ties him to DC films. Uh, So I think that's done that way. As far as red hood, I want to see that story. I want to see death in the family, whether it be directly with Joker or if it is with somebody else, like I know people are going to complain. That's what they do. But if you hit the big story beats, which in that case, I kind of feel like it has to be Joker. Like you get that story because again, Nightwing, Robin, I mean, Nightwing, Red Hood, Tim Drake, Damien, they're all very, very different. And so just throwing these characters out there, it's like, okay, like, yes, people can just like forget the facts and just say, Hey, these are heroes. They're all working together to, you know, fight the bad guy, but you can only get so far with that. You're going to have to touch up on these characters, history, their relationships and things like that. I think it's very important to have that backstory. So I would love to see a story that is possibly only in red hood standing. Like you see the shadow of the Batman, you see the moments of like him trying to take the wheels off the Batmobile and all of that. But I don't want to see it as a Batman story because then you take away from Jason and Red Hood. I got one for you. I have this for an idea for the Red Hood side anyway. Show him like Joe says. Show him after it happens and play with that for him for a couple months. Like showing him after the pit. And do a Red Hood and the Outlaws and have James Gunn run that because I think he's really good with those flawed characters. Kind of out there characters. I have said, into... I've, I've told people that I would not be completely uh, turned off with the idea of James Gunn handling a Red Hood. I personally, and I've said this before, I personally think James Gunn is going to head Deathstroke, but we'll see. I'd love to uh, see Red Hood and the Outlast because I love the book. Like the book was fantastic, the one that I read, and I feel like you—if you captured any like one one like Bizarro, that book made me love Bizarro as well. And I think that Gone can do that with multiple characters. But again, yeah, um, who's Bizarro going to look like? So I like I can't really like <laughs> I'm asking for a Red Hood and the Outlast show. And, what are you gonna have him just like the whole CGI, like a black and white? I, so yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I would love to see that at some point, like Red Hood and the Outlaws. I think but overall, I really, I think a Gotham Knights movie can work. The only way it works, though, the Gotham Knights TV show has to go. 
I don't think you have very no. Uh, I don't. But, he, I don't he, but here's the here's it. the reason why. Here's the reason why you talk about it all the time. Marketing. You watch a TV show called The Gotham Knights. You have all of these new characters because they are introducing new characters into that show, and then you're like, oh, a Gotham Knights movie is coming out, and you see a completely different cast of characters. Nobody's going to understand anything. They're going to think that it's connected and all of this. It's not going to work. You I have will... to get rid of one, and this Gotham Knights movie sounds better out of the two. I will agree with you on that. I know there are exceptions to the rules, listeners, so don't, while you're screaming out the Flash TV show at me, um, I, I'm just about to bring that up because the first two seasons were uh, talked about just like most of the top-tier comic books are talked about now. Like That was all over social media. Everyone was loving the first two seasons. So, and I know that they were making Flash and DCU at the same time, but honestly, I feel like that helped some listeners the first two uh, seasons of that scene and go back in time and all that for the final. But I don't think you're getting that very often. Like you're getting more of a, oh, this sucks. I saw a terrible show with that. I'm not checking that out. Then I saw this awesome show. I'm going to check out this movie. That don't happen very often. So yeah. I'm in your camp. I don't think I don't think you have to worry because I don't see this if if they're going to do the movie. I don't see the this show lasting to getting past the pilot if it does get to that, if it gets the order for a pilot. I don't know yeah. if it if it has yet or not for sure. I know that there's been casting news, but well, uh I don't even know if it's casting news, more so uh, uh hearing people that are in the plot or in the show. I think there is a casting because okay. uh we did get a Carrie Kelly already. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to pay that the least amount of attention possible for being out. I, you think, I honestly show. think that it's gotten a pilot, but I don't think it's gotten a season yet. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but that is Gotham Knights. I am very excited to see if this moves forward. Of course, um, seeing if there is going to be a new Deathstroke. I know that Joe Magnello has kind of like sort of like said hey i still want to do it teasing more things throwing stuff out there and of course actors need jobs they 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 want the next project so him being you know like he is and teasing these things is just him saying hey i'm available let's make this work so we will see i now, enjoy actors that are actually like passionate and want to do like he he's not do like um, what's the guy's name that campaigned for B Green Lantern uh, all the time over? Oh, uh... He's doing it because he wants work, whereas Joe Manganiello had, can get be in other things and star in other things, but he's really passionate about this character and wants, obviously I know he thinks yeah. this could be a big like box office like hero for him too, let's not pretend that. But yeah. when, when you hear him talk about what he did with Garrett Evans in terms of talking and planning for the movie they were going to do, $60 million like kind of low grand low budgeted film you you can tell he was super passionate about it and i like to hear that it sucks that he can't he can't do it but like you said clay maybe he'll i will be say i wasn't else. did you see the concept art for that for, didn't like that either i was right, right, right there with you i thought i, I did it, it made the sense. Justice League stuff i i feel like if you unless you're going um in the past i feel like that might have been before that he even shot the uh little screener thing that we got the behind the scenes. See, I don't think so. I think all of that planning was after because the only reason why I say that is from what we were told, what the Batman was supposed to be with Ben Affleck, it was very action heavy. Yeah, the stuff that he was wearing for the screener and for the post credit scene and whatever. Yeah, I that looked really good, 
but it wasn't great looking for mobility. Yeah. The suit that you see in concept art for the Batman, that looks like, oh, you would be able to move in that. It looks so more I like think that's more than it does. Like, yeah. The, yeah. Got you. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to more HBO Max news. That being the Harley Quinn spinoff show with Kite Man. Now, before we do this, um, one other piece of news with Harley Quinn. We talked about James Gunn already. But it has been confirmed in season three, James Gunn is going to be playing himself in Harley Quinn's animated series. What do you think about that? Love it. I love everything about Harley Quinn's show for the first two seasons. I love how they make fun of everything DC. Uh, I, they're going to be a Batman think, and Catwoman fucking joke in this. I think, <laughs> I think that there is going to be whatever episode it's in. I think that Harley Quinn is going to try to get a job as an actress. And they're going to do like a Harley Quinn show. And oh, James Gunn is double be meta, like double. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, I, like I that. think that's what's going to happen. Um, and I'm pretty sure James Gunn is going to die. Like I am. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure he's going to die in that show or in, in that episode. Um, but the bigger news, uh, the thing that everybody was talking about that day, <laughs> uh, Kite Man is getting his own spinoff. And the way it is being described as is basically cheers with the DC villains as Kite Man being the headliner, the spotlight man. Um, this is very interesting. Um, Kite Man, hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Because, yes, he was a staple in season two. I think they made him a very lovable character in the Harley Quinn show. Um, he's going to have a lot of heartbreak after uh, being left at the altar uh, from, uh, you know, with, with Ivy. So I think there's a lot of stuff there for Kite Man. But I think this is genuinely HBO Max's way of saying, oh, do you know all those scenes inside the Legion of Doom? This is how we can make an entire show about that. Um, so I think it'll be okay. You know, it reminds me of Clay. I don't know if you've ever saw the, uh, how it should have ended YouTube yes. series. There's a bar that all the villains go to and drink. There's a couple yes. episodes about uh -huh. that. Batman, I think infiltrates the bar and fights all the villains at one point. Um, <laughs> but I think it could be like that where, uh, he could be just serving the people. I feel like he's going to be working the bar as well as owning it. And there's going to be a lot of problems. I can see Bane destroying stuff and Kite Man talking about like how much this all costs him and insurance. There's going to be jokes about all that stuff. I feel like it could be good. I enjoy Kite Man, like you said. Now, I am worried because, listeners, I don't know how many of you out there have watched uh, as many bad animated shows as I that I have as well as good ones. I was telling Clay earlier, like I'm afraid this could be more in the line of MODOK than it is Harley Quinn, where... Modoc was just so average. Like there were funny moments, but it wasn't enough. It just became a chore to watch the show. So yeah. I, I'm hoping it's not like that. But if you bring in those villains like Bane, I thought Bane was hilarious. So if you're giving me more of them, because they're not such a prominent feature in the Harley Quinn show, they, they make appearances and they're funny. So if you're giving me a show with all these funny characters, I think it can work. Uh, I don't know how long it can work if it can go seasons or not, but 
I I will be checking it out. It's animation as DC, but uh, and I watch Harley Quinn. Sorry, and it's at my target age group. I got to put that in there in case yeah. we get to the questions in a little bit. But yeah, I, I think it can be good. But I'm not going to hold my breath. I won't put any expectations on it. That's for sure. Yeah, I I think I'm going to like it. Uh, and recently, as far as uh, you know, besides that other stupid DC show that's on HBO Max, I've liked almost everything. So, yeah. as, especially with the established world of Harley Quinn, I think I will enjoy it for sure. Um, um, I have one other thing though about this too, which is is very frustrating to me. So frustrating. So I'm just going to say just once. And I probably won't talk about it again until um, we either ever get a sol- solution or resolution to this or not. But the fact that you what you see Disney Plus reviving and giving us more X-Men the Animated Series, I just don't know how we, we haven't gotten more Justice League Unlimited. Like, universally praised animated show. Well, uh, it's, just, it's just shocking. Just another season of it. Like, just a... You get you have and we to, know the cast is interested. You have they, Wonder Woman campaigns all the time for it. Throw they, it right there. They've uh, Su- yeah, Susan Eisenberg has yeah has always said it. Uh, the cast has gotten together many times to do like little read-alongs and stuff. They said that they're interested. Uh, Rosenbaum has said it on his podcast that he's interested. Uh, like we said, Susan has been on the Word Balloon podcast and said, "Hey, we want to do it." I don't know, man. Like no, no I will Tom say, Willing, I will say, no, no offense to Tom Willing and Michael Rosenbaum for your Smallville animated stuff, but I'm sorry, you can throw that in trash and light the trash can on fire if I can get Justice League <laughs> Unlimited instead of that because I, I just love it. You, you well, love it. There was also the what was it? It was the Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Yeah. I don't think that movie did very good. It so, was okay, but. It, it, it went backwards in time, Clay, because like when you went to Justice League Unlimited, you expanded the whole roster and whole lineup that the core seven were not your super important things here. And they like they focused and on it, the core three more than they yeah, they did they did of course uh Superman, Nolan Wonder North. Woman. Yeah, uh Nolan. Uh right, was it Nolan or was it No uh shoot who who did george newburn george yeah yeah. Yeah. it was it was george susan and of course conroy uh and that was a big you know letdown for me so i i do think because of them not doing so well in that the studio probably said uh maybe maybe unlimited is is not really what we want right now so be right but we we will see we will see how you know Animation has evolved a lot, and the crave for it has has definitely gone up. So I'm sure we could possibly get something in the future. If Disney's successful with their Marvel uh, bringing back X-Men, the animated series, DC will definitely copy that, and I probably will get my wished in. So yeah, I'll just wait till <laughs> I'll just wait for, the, for that point. But let's go ahead and do a second ad break here before we talk about our last two stories of the night they're gonna go pretty quickly and then we will get to the rest of our listener questions so let's go ahead and take that ad break and we will be right back and we are back so this next 
story I'm not very excited about just because eh. uh, DC Comics has announced the Batman movie Riddler prequel comic is in the works. And I'm so glad that you put the second part. Well, it really of this pissed piece me of news. Play. So if you so, want to give me a team me up for this, please. So, so it has been announced that a new prequel for the Batman titled Riddler Year One uh, is going to be coming out in June, I believe. Uh, the story will be released in October as a six-issue limited series, and they announced it as uh, being written by Paul Dano, period. That's it. That's it. Why DC is that a problem? DC, DC Comics. DC Comics did that. Not not DC Entertainment, not DC Movies, not Warner Brothers. DC Comics. Why would you not give the artist credit as well? Why would you not allow the artist... Uh, at the very least, I saw so many people that don't read comics tweeting this out saying, I'm going to check this out. Why not pump the artist? Maybe you'll say, oh, if the, if he's working with Paul Dano on this, maybe I should go check out some of his other stuff. Just get me prepared. So here's, here's something also. Um, Brad Walker, uh, one of my favorite artists, um, went ahead and did a pretty big thread about this after – I believe it was who was before it, it was changed though. Before it was changed, well, it, it was yeah. it was before it was changed. But Brian Hitch had made a comment. Uh, they were having a discussion, and then he quote tweeted, and he went on a seventeen tweet thread. Very very important. Go read that thread. Um, very very important as far as the information on how the industry is working right now when it comes to artists in the big two industry. Um, I always credit the artists whenever I'm talking about them in other podcasts It's very important because I think that it's half the story, you know, if 100%. not more than that, because, you know, one thing that Brad said in his thread, he's like, for those people who say, Oh, I only read this for the story. Bullshit. bullshit. Oh, 100% it's bullshit. bullshit. Do you know why? It's just like when you find a girl out out like out on the town or even on a dating profile you're not you're not saying oh she has a great personality no you're, you're looking there. at her you're looking at her it is the first thing i've always told my wife like it's it's the worst thing that a, a person could say but like she she what did she say when we first met she was like oh but what if i didn't look great i was like then i probably wouldn't have talked to you and she's like well that's kind of shallow i was like Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to wake up to a werewolf. You know, I'm not going to wake up to it, it's it's as shallow and as canceled as I may be after this. Looks are the first thing you legitimately look at. You, It's the first thing you see before Play? you read anything. If they sh if they wanted to go that route, they should have had it in a novel. Uh, in a binder slash novels with nothing, just at Riddler year one, Paul Dano written by Paul Dano. That's it. If you're going to, because uh, spoiler, uh, the artist's uh, pictures are going to be on the cover. It's going to be what draws people in. The yes. first and book is going to be because the of the artist is Stephen uh, Subic. Subic is the way yeah. you pronounce it. Uh, and you're right. DC didn't announce them. Uh, it took Twitter by storm to finally get them to be like, okay, it is now <laughs> written and drawn by this artist. And I will say this. The reason why I'm not excited for this is because it's written by Paul Dano. And the reason why I say that 
is just last year, I read a story in the, uh, I think it was like Gotham Villains Anniversary 100-page giant from DC Comics. The very first story was written by Danny DeVito, drawn by Dan Mora. Beautiful art. Dan Moore is probably one of the greatest artists out there right now. That story was dog shit. It was horrible. It made I'm going no to say. Effing... I'm going to say one sec. One second, Clay. I'm going to give a little more credit for uh, Paul Dano's ability to tell a story than the guy who was in Twins and in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, for no, no, like, no, no, points. you can't do that. You can't, you no, no, no. Somebody's acting abilities versus their writing abilities are two very different things. So, Paul Dano may be able to act like crazy and people love him, but he may be a dog shit writer. Or so, I'm really not good. going, I'm not going to read the comic. Like, I'm already saying it. I'm not. So, how many recommendations are going to have to come your way for you to actually check it out? If some people say, like, it's actually a well written book, like, how, how many? You need a couple actual people that you trust their opinions. Like, uh, I, if, you, if a couple people recommend it, will you see, check it no, out? No, because okay. th- there, there, there are quite a few podcasters that review comics that okay. have told me that have told me that there's some books out there that are written very very nicely and i still won't read them just because okay. i just don't want to and i've yep. already said it like hey i don't want to read this book so i'm not going to i understand that even because of how you enjoyed the batman too like your stance on that i can un- i can understand not wanting to hear about riddler year one really if if i'm you and even me i'm not sure because of Paul Dano, I'm not sure. People are going to it because of Paul Dano. I'm the exact opposite. I am unsure because of Paul Dano. I think it's cool that he likes the character and WB's letting him do this so maybe other people get a chance down the line because I don't think having comics and movies intertwined are a bad thing for comics because I think it may boost some sales for comics get people going to the medium that wouldn't actually go there. But I'm I'm not like I'm not saying what I've seen a lot on Twitter, which is this book is going to be amazing. Paul Dano's written it. I've never read one thing Paul Dano's written, so I can't say that with a straight face without sounding like an ass. I, I can You can be excited in that, but you, I can't put any expectations on it unless you've written read something that he's written before. I think yeah. this is more for if you're a fan of the art. Like you said, if you're a fan of Subiac, then maybe, Subiac, then maybe you'll, uh, you'll go there. You'll, you'll go for that, and then the writing might be okay. But the the art really pissed me off at the story. And what I wanted to put it in for was because the, they actually put it written by Paul Dano, and like you said, he's he hasn't done any writing. Like, why wouldn't you, at the very least, put the artist in to try to give a little bit of credibility to Dano? But no, yeah. they, they don't think that way. They just say big name, put it there, press release. Exactly, Dano. exactly. Uh, but that is basically it for that. Um, thankfully, we you know finally got that uh, the artist is out there uh, on that book. But our last topic of tonight, before we get into our listener questions, uh, of course, uh, is this news not really? But it was the talk of the town for a while that day. Um, the one year anniversary of Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, shows an HD photo of the finished. Uh, production on the John Stewart photo. Um, of course, we got this photo before. Very fuzzy on Zack Snyder's phone. He was showing it off. Uh, we didn't even get an official release of even like the the not finished 
photo. He just always had it on his phone, showing it up to the camera whenever he was in interviews and stuff. Uh, but now we see it here, completely finished. It looks nice, for sure. Um, I don't have his Twitter account up. I don't remember Wayne what T. He... Carr. Wayne T. Carr is his name. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, let's see if I even follow him. Wayne, I don't think I do. Let's see here. The very first one says Wayne T. Carr reveals, uh, is when I search it up on Twitter. Oh, you know, I can just go right to his name. He says here, uh, give the fans what they want. JL yeah. two slash three restore the sign. I never put any of that stuff in. Listeners are just want to put that out there because I, I don't want to speculate on that. I just want to talk about how cool no no no. Like it's it's is. it's a cool thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sorry, guys. It's just not going to happen. Um, no, no. I, I'm in your camp there. I'm not. Trust but me. the I the look shows that we can have a Green Lantern on screen. On it, in live action, yeah, that's what it, it shows. It, it's very frustrating because uh, they made him take this out because of the green the, their plans for Green Lantern, and there's what been a plans? year, and I don't. That's that's what, my point. Like, what's the last? What's the last update on that uh, on that Green Lantern core show? And honestly, Clay, when we think about it re- in reality, would that instead of Martian Manhunter? at the end and it was green lantern would that really have affected anybody going into green lantern core movie uh, core show that's coming out in what another year i still we, don't know we talked about, about this it wouldn't it wouldn't have and it, even they just on did the game he says, he says maybe should have used this instead of the unnecessary martian manhunter that's what he wanted to do all the game but uh, essentially he did that and then they said no you can't do that and he didn't want to take a person of color right when i putting another one back in and i think that it doesn't work as well it would work so much better if it was uh john stewart it, it's just a frustrating thing but that's just being hella petty uh when you already say like we're not doing anything with this beside this movie i love the honeycomb feature because it kind of reminds me of the mother boxes too the way that the oh yeah yeah on, on his actual suit yeah suit so i like you said it's, it's just a cool looking suit i would love to see the scene because obviously it's shot and put in the movie at some point uh, i don't think that would hurt it wouldn't make me go like ah, or anything i just think it would be cool it, what really sucks for me is the actors same thing with ray fisher it's i just hate to see like you had this opportunity to have this role and it gets taken away but i just really enjoyed the picture just wanted to put it up there uh and just give a shout out to the year uh since I watched a movie that I told was told was like, I was an idiot for thinking that I could ever watch that. So just wanted to throw <laughs> that little shout out and that picture, but let's get into it. Let's questions. go ahead and get into the listener questions. Yes, exactly. So very first question is from Brent. He asks, what are you most looking forward to with super pets? Brent, I, I, I love this question because the one thing that I am looking forward to is its failure. I cannot wait for freaking Kevin Hart to have his one last pets cartoon animated movie to finally kill his career. This man is so annoying in Hollywood. And like that's what I'm 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 lo- really looking forward to finally getting the one man that is an embarrassment to Hollywood out of Hollywood. That's that's what I think. That's, I, I, that's what I'm most excited for. Probably would adjust those. I probably would adjust the excitement and expectations because I don't think this movie is going to end his career. 
Uh, I, I hope so. Cross your fingers. Wishbones. You got wish chips. You got eleven eleven. Start start putting a log, making your wishes now <laughs> because you'll be a bit because he makes a lot well, of money it, to a lot just, of people. He makes a lot of money off the coattails of everybody else. Like that's the thing. He he's never made a big movie. Like he's always made a big movie with somebody else that's bigger than he is. I don't have an answer to that because you're not right. Every it's movie true. I'm thinking of because is with true. The Rock or with uh, The Rock or with The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I do think he's funny, but uh, Brent also asked like in our GUA chat who was going to cover it. And I can promise you that Superhero Discussions will not be covering that movie. Yeah, because um, I'm not uh, the target audience. Snell, but... Snell even said, How hard did Heinz fight? So superhero discussions could review super pets. Uh, yeah, it's it's. If anybody would like to come on to uh, DC Alliance, I guess um, anybody from the GUA um, and review that, y'all definitely can. We will pitch it to, of course, uh, that of slice of film and a walk through the multiverse. If you guys want to take that movie, you can definitely do so. I know that Joe is probably going to be seeing it with his family. Katie, I'm not entirely sure if you're interested, but if you want to, you can totally take it. We Maybe we'll are... interview Joe. Maybe we'll interview Joe if he watches the film with his kids. Yeah, we, we can say, hey, did you like it? And why was it bad? You know? You know? Why did Kevin Hart suck? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we already, an- <laughs> we already answered Snell's questions. So the next one up is S-Bubs, of course, our uh, all-around GUA fact checker. He was not able to join us live today, so he asks... Based on the set photos we've seen of flashbacks with Keaton and J.K. Simmons uh, as Gordon, how much of Batgirl do you think will be uh, dedicated to showing the new history of the DCEU post The Flash? I think that it's definitely going to set the groundwork for like, hey, look how much things have changed Um, for sure. As far as the DCEU as a whole, that's why we have the other films. That's why we're going to have Blue Beetle. That's why we're going to have, you know, the next upcoming slate, whatever the hell it's going to be after Batgirl. That's what worries me, Clay. First of all, S-Bubs, uh, shout out to you. You're basically uh, where on earth is Carmen Sandy S-Bubs. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think I couldn't help it. But no, uh, honestly, I. I, it worries me, Clay, because I don't want them to devote too much time to the uh, to telling all that. I want them to focus on Barbara, Batgirl, like her home life and that. I don't want to devote too much time. Give us some stuff. Give us some cool Easter eggs and some posters and some TV stuff. But please make the majority of this focused on her and her story. And you give us the, the other stuff, like you said, in other films. Like give me most of the Batgirl stuff. Oh, well, I, I think that this is a moment to give Batgirl a good spotlight for sure. Yes. But I do think that they are going to use not a good chunk, but they will use a segment of this film to basically I, I honestly think the flashbacks that we're going to be seeing are still going to be set in the eyes of Batgirl. I think it's going to revolve around her and Keaton will be a part of it. Also, I just want to acknowledge all in the game's comment here. The Rock's non-heart movies aren't successful as you think they are. Outside of the Fast and Furious and his heart co-led movies, his other movies aren't that financially uh, successful. Oh, I, I I understand. 
I, I totally understand. But the difference between Hart and The Rock, The Rock goes over goes quantity over quality. He will pump out movies so that way he's getting paid by like 10 freaking studios. Kevin doesn't have that option because he's such a bad actor. He's just like he he is the one like at the corner of the street saying, "Hey, can I have a job? Hey, can I have a job? Hey, can I have a job?" So no, I don't know about that with his comedy, but like you said, The Rock also came from a different whole uh, industry. Uh, like Kim Hart did too, but The Rock, I, I I think you're maybe saying domestic on the game. The Rock has a lot of worldwide success as well. So while you might think something like San Andreas wasn't that successful, I think it was close to 500 million when you bring in the worldwide stuff because people in other countries actually, when you look at Rock, he actually looks like a superhero. So uh, I, I I can you know I don't want to throw too much shade at Kevin Hart, but I don't think he's in the same universe as The Rock. No, not at all. Uh, S-Bub's second question says, uh, do you think anyone besides Barry will remember the events of the old DCEU? Or do you you think maybe even Barry might not remember? Probably won't be able to listen live, like he said. Um, I think that... This is this is a hard one. I didn't necessarily read that all the way through. Let uh, me take I, it because yeah, you I, go I, ahead. You I'll ahead jump first. Give your thoughts. You... Because S. Bubs, I think you should check out because from the sides of this, I think you might not have checked, watched the new Fifty Two DC animated universe that we got that started with well, officially started with Flashpoint Paradox, but started with Justice League War and culminated in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. By the end of that film, The Flash has to go back in time. Spoiler alert, uh, again. And I, we're, we're still, after getting a few new movies in the animated uh, side, uh, since that movie, we still don't know if it's even connected. But in terms of the first Flashpoint, he was the only one that remembered until he was having dreams of it, he mentioned. And only John Constantine was able to unlock them and show that he, through magic, that he could see that the Flash went back in time and changed the universe, and it was on him. So I think a, a magic person like Dr. Fate or John Constantine would be able to know eventually if he changed a uh, timeline. I think right now, I don't even think the Flash will know. I think he will uh, like have dreams or bits and pieces I think they'll do that just in case you want to get that one day big crisis you, event where you bring everybody back in from. You know, now things. that I'm thinking about it, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they're they're gonna just act. Hey, this is a new timeline that's moved forward, um, and then when it's convenient to them, they'll start to act like, "Oh, Flash, remember this?" And then, well, that's the thing about that too, Clay, is that he doesn't mention from Flashpoint. He doesn't mention anything about Flashpoint until Justice League Apocalypse War, just before, like, while in the first scene when they're all gathering, Superman calls everybody in to talk yeah. about Darkseid. He he mentions then, like, I've been having dreams about Flashpoint, uh, about the world ending, and that's the only time he mentions it, from that to that. So that's, I like you said, I don't want that. I want, like, if you're going to do it, at least, like, wait a little bit, but don't wait that long and then just throw it in and go right away from that. Give me a him dreaming about it at least like a couple like a couple years into the DCU if you're going to plan on grabbing that seed like planting that seed and harvesting it down the line. 
But, you know, like I said, they, they could do that in a matter of a snap of fingers. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. 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 But uh, Charlie I, has a question too. I think. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie will have the last question here. Uh, so he asks. Let's see if I can. Where did it go? I lost. I it. got it right here. If oh, he, it make, was the buddy cop movie, yeah, right? If you could okay. make a buddy cop HBO Max series with any two characters in the DC universe, who would it be? I would want to see a Jaime Reyes and Carl Rayner show. Maybe them hunting down some unregistered. Reach technology that some have fell into the hands of different civilizations. I wouldn't mind that. That's a pretty you know? good choice. I mean, you get two Latino characters going together in space. I'm okay with that. Um, honestly, if I had to do a buddy cop movie, um, the only problem with that, uh, whenever I hear buddy cop, I always think of, of course, the very classically the weapon one very serious, one kind of crazed out, you know, and you can always play with that kind of character. Yeah, you, exactly. You can kind of just mess around with, you know, the different personalities of it all. So I would kind of want like the stone wall and like the like kind of comedic relief go getter type of uh, scenario. Um, it's easy for me. It's, it's always going to be my go to. I'm always going to choose Batman and Green Arrow. Ooh, that's not a bad option either. The only reason why is I I love the way they banter back and forth. They like act like they hate each other, but they know exactly how to work together. Um, of course, you have Green Arrow being the smart mouth, the comedic relief, you know, the person that's not so edgy compared to Batman. Uh, and then you have Batman who is the one that's serious, the, the hardcore detective and things like that. Um, so I would, I would do a green, either green arrow and Batman, or I would do a, let's, let's try to do one, not Batman related. I have I would three. Do, you have three. Holy crap. Okay. So Batman, green arrow, then I would do, a let's do flash and hmm, who would i do flash flash and shit this is harder than i expected i can't think of any you know i got you, this i i think you you go ahead and go let me think about this i would do from the cw flash and arrow i think that the brave and good, the bold good buddy cop i would do the question and John Stewart Green Lantern. I think that could be a really interesting pairing. And my Turner and Hooch nod, Jimmy Olsen and Crypto. Oh, God. Yeah, you looked at me when I said Turner and Hooch. I said, I don't think he realizes I'm talking about a, a guy and his dog. Apparently. No, 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 no. I, I, okay. I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, there was there was a mini series, or I think actually it was a maxi series recently, back in like either 2019 or 2020 with uh, Jimmy Olsen that just rubbed me the wrong way and I've never been able to look at the character the same. Um, I would do, but I kind of like the idea of a of a non-superhero team up. Yeah. So I would do... Well, Crypto uh, got superpowers, but he's not like... It, it would be more Jimmy Olsen getting himself into trouble and Crypto coming in to save the day kind of deal. Yeah. When people aren't expecting uh, that. 
I would not mind a let's see here. Let's see here. There's not a oh, you know what? It, damn it, that is a Batman character, too. See, the problem is there's just not enough. The problem is non- you love the Batman character so much. No, there's yeah. not an there's not enough. <laughs> There's not enough non-superhero characters that are outside of the Bat family. That's the problem. Um, Because I wouldn't mind a Lois Lane team up, but who she would team up with. Speedy and Aqualad. Well, I was kind of thinking Titans team up, and I was thinking uh, Flash and Nightwing, but then you have the Bat family character, you know? Yeah. So, Although I would argue that Nightwing sometimes could like separate himself so much from that world. But he got started in a Bat verse. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, right. so, you know what? There's actually a really odd team up coming up in comics um, in the next month or two. Uh, Aquaman and the Flash. That's a weird team up. But I wouldn't mind it. Um, you know, Charlie even says Jimmy Olsen uh, crypto for the win. Um Thank you, Charlie. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, for my last one, I'm thinking of it like Brave and the Bold type kind, uh, like yeah, style, yeah, yeah. like the animated show type deal, kind of like that. I would do. You know what? You know what? How about this? Let's do Donna Troy and Supergirl. That's not a bad one. I was thinking I Black Canary and Huntress, but I think they're both. They could be. Both they're they're them. birds of prey. So they yeah. always team up. So you that wouldn't, you know. Yes, you yeah. could, but it's a team up that's already happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. We actually uh, got through this uh, pretty early because we started early. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Heinz, where can the lovely listeners find you? They can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. You can drop me a line. We can chat about DC anytime. I also host Superhero Discussions on the network. Young Justice is back in another week. So. Yay for that. You, you know what? I, I've always asked. I've always wanted to ask because I don't think I've asked before. What's the 156? It was a um, the only numbers I could get back when, oh my God, this was like 2001 maybe. So I just kept it for things. And I've had Twitter. <laughs> I had Twitter for like 12 years. But I've had Twitter for 12 years. I used it to find out hockey trades for the first like Five. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's just random. You're just like just oh, random. Yeah. It, no, it was, I tried to put in my name, and they suggested one five. Sure. So I just threw that out for a few things. You took the suggested name. That's hilarious. It was like oh, fourteen, awesome. dude, and didn't really know. I didn't even really understand what was going on. Oh, that's email address. Okay, that's great. Of course, you can always find me at <laughs> Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Um, you go into the bio of that Twitter account. You find the link tree. You can find the links to all of the shows that I host, that including DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Ranger Alliance, and, of course, Star Wars Alliance. Thank you guys so much for lasting this long. And remember, uh, we will we be back for this week? I don't know if Superman and Lois is back this week. Um, it I will tell you be. in two seconds. I here. actually have not seen anything like really uh, advertised that they have returned. I know they took at least one break. They are back. We, yeah, we are back. All right. So we will be back. This is the we, we probably well, we not probably we will have to take a hiatus. Not this week, but next week, because, of course, the guys over at Marvel Alliance they just had to get their moon night on a Wednesday. 
So they're going to be covering all of that that Wednesday night. Um, so look forward to that over there at Marvel Alliance. Um, but we will be back on Wednesday to be talking Superman and Lois. Don't look for later. me any. Don't look for me anywhere near that Morbius review, guys. <laughs> later. <laughs>